Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of Photo Taco on the Master Photography Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes of your day with me. In today's episode, I'm going to answer a listener question about Lightroom. It's actually a few questions in one big question, but we're going to get to that. It came from the Photo Taco Facebook group. And if you aren't already a member of that Facebook group, you're really missing out on a lot of the show that goes on there. We have a large community of photographers just like you who are learning and growing together. And I often pull ideas for show topics from questions that arise in there, questions that get repeated over and over, especially. And uh, I want to make sure that you're having that experience. If you, I'd love to have you be part of that community. You can search for the group in Facebook by typing in Photo Taco Podcast. It's actually Photo Taco Podcast listeners, but you'll find it by just doing that. And then ask to join the group. Unfortunately, the world we live in is such that we have to put that question in there. And I won't let you in the group unless you can answer it. The question is, name a host on the Master Photography Podcast Network. And any name will do. Jeff Harmon is the host you're listening to right now on Photo Taco. But any of them, Connor, Erica, Brian, Brent, they'll work. Even some of the past ones, like uh, our good friend Jim Harmer, Nick Page, those names will work too. Just put in one of those names and I'll let you in. That'll keep the spammers and the bots out. All right, so let's get on to the listener question. I want to give you a warning. <laughs> the question is long. It's a question that's been on my list for months now, literally months. In fact, uh, David, who asked the question, probably doesn't even remember doing it at this point. It's been so long. Uh, I'm going to read the entire question first to provide you the full context of the episode, and then I'll tackle kind of each bit, each part of it, and even some pieces that I feel like you had to understand in order to actually answer the question. So here's the question from David Leadingham on the Facebook group. He said, I have a question with Lightroom Classic CC. I use, uh, I'll use a barrel race as an example. For this one race, because of the terrible lighting in the arena, I'm set up to just take pictures of one of the barrels. I'll snap off about five to seven shots as the rider goes around the barrel on their horse. And when I get, go to edit the photos, since they're all of the same barrel, same spot, same lighting, etc., I'm assuming I can use pretty much the same settings for each shot. Am I on the right track with this? In Lightroom, I select all the photos, maybe around 300 or so. Auto sync is on, and then I click auto in the tone section. Then they all should be pretty much the same setting at that point, right? With all the photos still selected, if I'm just on one photo, if I manually change the exposure to let's say plus one, I see the progress bar advance at the top and all the photos should be set at plus one, right? But they're not. Now I turn off auto sync. I edit one photo, select the rest, hit the sync button. Shouldn't that do the same thing and make all the settings on the rest of the photos the exact same as the first one? I've been doing it this way for the past several years and I swear I've never seen the issue of ever photo matching up till recently. I have, I've been doing it wrong all these years. Is there a different method for doing this? Additional info, I just tried doing the control shift C to copy all the settings, highlight a bunch of photos and then control shift V to paste the settings and I'm getting kind of the same result. It'll sync some, but not all. And if I copy the settings and then I select all the photos and reset them, that works on the photos. Then if I select the photos again, then paste the settings, it sets all the photos to exactly the same settings. So there's the end of, of his question. He had a couple additional edits there because he's just trying to figure out how to make it so that he can synchronize these adjustments that he's making across a large number of photos because they're all so similar. They're, as he said, he set this up same spot, same lighting, same, same, almost everything. And a very reasonable expectation because that seems like how these sync settings sort of things should work in Lightroom. All right. So we're going to go through there. David's first question in there was if he's even thinking about the post-processing correctly here. Now he's taken a lot of shots at a barrel race. Um, the exposure is close to so identical as you can get outdoors. I mean, the only thing you could do is to get the exposures closer is control the lighting yourself, like go indoors, flashes, strobes, set those up so that you're controlling the lighting. And then of course you can make it so it's actually identical exposures between everything. But outdoors, uh, I presume the barrel racing is probably more in the evening time. So you don't have to deal with the changing sun, midday, whatever. Um, so anyway, he's got a, a very controlled, as controlled an environment as he can get outdoors. And 
so he's just wondering, like, isn't this how it's supposed to work? Like these these photos were all very similar. Shouldn't I be able to replicate adjustments across all of them and have them look right, have them look the same? And your thinking is right on here, David. Well, right on so long as you have your camera settings set up in a way that makes the shots consistent from one frame to the next. So there's the easiest way to do that is shooting in manual mode. And if the lighting isn't changing from minute to minute, outdoors then shooting in manual mode it's going to make sure your camera doesn't change the exposure for you and make it harder for you to kind of get the same look as you sync your adjustments once you're there in Lightroom. Now let me be clear here I am absolutely not saying that if you're not shooting in manual mode you're doing it wrong or you're any less a photographer I just hate it when I hear photographers say that you aren't a real photographer or you don't really know what you're doing unless you're shooting in manual mode that's simply not true. There are times when shooting in semi-automatic mode is not only a fine choice it could be the better choice if you're outdoors and there's like lots of clouds rolling by overhead maybe it's kind of midday mid-afternoon something like that the sun's going to be super bright when there's no cloud blocking it over your scene and when a cloud rolls over now it could be quite a bit darker that changes the exposure a lot and having an auto mode like aperture or shutter priority that can really help you with that so i'm not suggesting you should never use those modes i'm just saying that if if the lighting conditions are changing like that it's going to be a lot bigger task in lightroom after the fact to try to apply adjustments across a a large number of photos because the exposure is changing and actually if you shoot in that shutter or aperture priority mode that can kind of help baseline that a bit i mean it's gonna still there's still a chance it's not going to be um you know exactly the same but if the exposure settings or the environment's changing the lighting is changing a lot using one of those modes can kind of make it so that it doesn't seem like it's changing uh, much through it and um you know my experience has been pretty effective if that's the environment you're shooting in aperture or shutter priority modes can really help baseline that and then you have a better chance in Lightroom to be able to apply your settings and and synchronize them like David's trying to do here so just uh, an aside there I am not saying that if you shoot you have to shoot manual mode uh to to make this work and sometimes shooting manual mode is going to cause you problems you might miss shots it's it's tough to be able to do that so but David is absolutely right here you can make adjustments on one photo and then very successfully get those same adjustments to apply to all the other photos to make them all look similar and um, especially when you're doing an event like this, I assume that he wants to kind of deliver the photos back to the writers that are participating in the event. Um, he, he just doesn't want to have to go through and individually apply those edits to every single one of them. They're all going to be pretty similar. It's going to be something where it's going to you, you're going to want to copy those adjustments across and have it have it work pretty seamlessly. And I mean, that's the whole reason Adobe's put this in there. Uh, different ways to sync adjustments built into Lightroom for many, many years now. It's had these, these capabilities and features for a very long time. And uh, it's because of that. It's, it's a, a, a really common need. And you should expect it to work. Of course you should. All right. So David didn't know he was asking this question next. But it's kind of a critical thing to understand when you're going to sync adjustments over multiple photos. And that is that how you actually select photos in Lightroom. There's a bit of a nuance here. Now, we all use computers a lot and selecting things is pretty second nature, really. I mean, most people just kind of intuitively get it at this point. On a computer, you can select things, you, you click and drag with the mouse, or you can click something at the beginning of a selection, hold down shift and click to the last of the selection. Uh, you can click on one thing at a time. And then if you hold down control on the PC or command on the Mac and select various things, it can kind of do unsequent non-sequential selections like in files. If you're in Windows Explorer or the finder on the Mac, you can you can just select various files that way. We, we all kind of get that. It's, it's pretty intuitive at this point. And Lightroom's really no different in that regard for the most part, although there are three different status indicators for selected photos in, whereas in most programs, in Lightroom there's three, in most programs there's only two. You either select it or not. Those are those are kind of the two statuses. But in Lightroom, there are three indicators. Okay, so there's the indication of selection, and that's the color of the border around the photo in the film strip view of the develop module or the grid view of the library module. There's kind of a border. You have the thumbnail 
thumbnail of your photo and then there's like a border around it. And some of you may have been frustrated like, I'd love to just get rid of that border. I'd, I don't want it to be there. It'd be nice to have the thumbnail take up like the whole area instead of it being there. But there's a, there's a really important reason for that border we'll get to in a second. So there's, by default, there's a dark gray border around the thumbnail of your photos. That's an indicator that it's not selected. That photo is currently not selected. When the border around the photo, the thumbnail is brighter, a brighter shade of gray, that means it's selected. And when that border around it is a very bright shade of gray, like the third <laughs> indicator, that means it's the active photo of the selection. And that's a really, really critical thing to get. The active photo indicated again by the brightest shade of gray around the thumbnail, that determines which photo is being shown in the develop module. So in the main view of the develop module, the one that's in the center and, and shown there, that's the, the active photo is the one that's shown there. But it's also, and this is why it's important in, in this discussion, it's the source of the settings that is used to synchronize to other photos. So if you're going it, to, it's like the source of all of the adjustment settings, all the sliders, all of the things that you've done to that photo, the active photo is the source. And when we're synchronizing, and there's lots of different ways, we're going to talk about a couple of them in this episode. When you're synchronizing and pasting the adjustment settings to other photos, it's pasting to the ones that are not the active photo. The active photo is the source. The destination for the adjustment settings that you're pasting is the selected photos. And the non-selected photos, the one that just have the dark gray border, those won't be affected by the synchronization stuff that you're doing. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Now, one another thing that a lot of people don't really realize is how you can actually change which of the photos in the selected group is the active photo. And you do that by clicking on the thumbnail of the photo. If you do, you, you can keep your selection. This is especially important, I think, if you've selected kind of a non-sequential photos, if you use the command key on Mac or the control key on Windows and you select a few photos, but they're not all in a row, then you don't want to lose that selection. You, you made that selection for a reason. You don't want to lose it, but you might want to change which photo is the active photo so that you can change which one you're seeing in the develop module in the big big view or are you changing which one's the source for the adjustments that you're going to copy and sync across but um, really important to understand how you can change that so thumbnail if you click on the thumbnail the group selection won't go away but you can change which photo is the active photo in your selection the, alternatively, if you do want to deselect the photos, if you want to get rid of your selection and start working again on just a single photo at a time, or you want to do a different, a new selection, new grouping of photos, the, the way you do that is to click on the border of the, of the image down there in either the film strip view in the develop module or in the grid view of the library module. You just click on the border, not on the thumbnail. So that's why that border is important. It also means that it can show some of the statistics and metadata about the photo there in the border. But um, that's how you, you deselect everything is clicking on the border. So now, you know, I, I hope that helps that uh, it's kind of a really important part of understanding how synchronization works in Lightroom. You have to be able to kind of understand the active photo, the selected photos and the non-selected photos. And once again, that's that's determined or you, it's of the visual indicator is the lightness of the border surrounding the thumbnail. Dark gray means not selected. A little bit lighter gray means selected. And the very brightest gray, if the border's the brightest gray, that's the active photo. It doesn't have to be the first photo in the selection either. It can be any of the photos in the selection. You can change which one's active by clicking on the thumbnail and you deselect by clicking in the border. Any border of any photo, you, you, you click that and it will deselect whatever group you had and now select just that one photo. All right. Now that I've explained selecting in Lightroom, we're going to go through how you can sync adjustments across photos, but I first need to thank the sponsor of this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Dugal. A legendary photo lab is now at your fingertips. ShopDugal.com is the expanded online storefront of Dugal Visual Solutions, a leader and innovator in printing for over 50 years. At ShopDugal.com, you now have instant access to world-class printing solutions for pigment prints to acrylic prints to canvas prints to metal prints to everything you might need. It's all there. And even better, you don't have to use one of those awful rose applications in order to submit your orders. You can do it right over the web browser. 
They also ship ground for free. I want you to give Dugal your best work and so that they can give you theirs. Find out more at shopdugal.com slash master. That's S-H-O-P-D-U-G-G-A-L dot com slash master. And use promo code master at checkout to get 25% off your first order. Okay, so back to AutoSync, because I mean, David's asking about AutoSync. He didn't even ask about selections. But David's real question was, how was AutoSync supposed to work, and is he using it correctly? Now, before we get to the scenario he presented with auto-toning and his expectation of AutoSync, let's kind of go over how you turn it on, because there's my, there's probably people that are listening, photographers listening to this episode, they don't even know what this is. Where is this AutoSync thing? How do you make this work? What is it that you can have do it? So here, here's how you get there. In the develop module, on the right-hand side below all the panels, when you have only one photo selected, there's two buttons there. The first one is a previous button, and then there's a reset button. The reset button will remove all adjustments that you've made to a photo, kind of reset it back to what it was when you imported. In fact, it will even reset if you did like import preferences, um, did things applying it to the photo as you imported it, reset's going to clear everything. It's going to make it just an empty starting point of what it got from your original photo. If it's a raw file, what the original raw file looks like with no adjustments. Okay. So that's, that's what reset's going to do. Previous button's a little more complicated to explain. It's going to take a second here, but it's it's an important thing because it helps you understand how the synchronization stuff works because the previous button has to do with synchronization. It doesn't have to do with going to the previous photo, which is can be confusing, and people may have pressed that before. Like, I don't understand what just happened because it didn't change which photo I was on. Um, so the previous button, what it does is it pastes all of the adjustment settings that were made or were set in the last photo that was selected prior to the current one. Okay, so that's still probably confusing. So let me give you a kind of a scenario. Something like, okay, you're, you're looking at a, at a photo and it's, it's unedited, like there's not any adjustments really made to it. Maybe some initial presets or something like that. But it's a, it's a photo and it's very similar to another photo maybe you just finished editing. You just finished making all the adjustments on that photo. And may, but maybe that was something you were looking at, I don't know, five, six, seven photos back. And you're just kind of scrolling through in the develop module. You come to another photo that you want to edit, but it's really similar. The composition, the lighting, the things are very, very similar to a photo that was a few back. So what you could do to synchronize those adjustments, kind of bring all the adjustments forward and applied to the same the photo you're on now, you could go back in the film strip, select the photo that you edited and you, you like the adjustments of, you select it, and then you go back again and select the photo that you want to apply the adjustments to. And then on the right-hand side at the bottom there, you hit the previous button. And now what Lightroom is going to do is it's going to copy all of the adjustments, all of the, not even just the things you've changed, but all of the sliders, all of the local adjustment brushes that you may have added, radio filters, whatever you've done to that photo is going to, every bit of it is going to be copied and it's going to be pasted onto the photo you're currently on. All right, so that's kind of how the previous button works. I I personally don't ever use the previous button. I don't use it for three reasons. So first... I prefer keyboard shortcuts to mouse clicks. I'm faster with keyboard shortcuts. Not everyone is, but I prefer them because I'm, it makes me faster. David actually mentioned the keyboard shortcuts, by the way, in his question. He, the Control-Shift-C on PC, Command-Shift-C on Mac to copy the adjustments, and then the Control-Shift-V or Command-Shift-V on Mac to paste on the photo. And I prefer that because the keyboard shortcuts. I also prefer that because I get to choose which of the adjustments I want to copy. With previous, when you hit the previous button, it's copying everything. Every setting that there is in Lightroom that was there in the photo that you were previously on is now cop is pasted into the photo that you are now on, the one that you currently have selected. And you don't get to pick. You don't get to say which ones. It's just every single one of them. I would rather choose which of the adjustment areas I want copied from that one photo to the other. And so I prefer the Command-Shift-C, Command-Shift-V, Control-Shift-C, Control-Shift-V um, in order to, to make the adjustments. Because then a little dialog box comes up and you get to pick which of the adjustments you want to copy. 
So I, I like that a lot better too. I guess I just like a lot of control. I always do. I like controlling everything in my camera and in my editing. I like the control. All right, third and probably most important, I just don't keep track of what photo I had previously selected. Like if I was going to use this, I'd have to do it just like I described in that use case where I'd have to go find the photo that I want to I want to copy from and select it again and then go back and find the photo I want to paste it to to select so that I now know for sure the photo I was just on before this photo is the one that I want to copy the adjustments from. And I don't want to keep track of that. I don't want to think about it. It's, it's actually going to be extra steps, ex- extra things to do. So I personally never use the previous button, but uh, there may be people who really like it. And that's fine. If that works for your workflow, that's great. I just personally don't, don't ever use it. All right, so what does this have to do with auto-sync? has nothing to do with auto-sync, right? Well, the reason this has something to do with auto-sync is the previous button, it's only there when there's a single photo selected, when, you're only, when you only have one photo that is selected. As soon as you select more than one, that previous button changes into something that says sync dot dot dot. That's the label on the button. And that is uh, very similar. That button now is very similar to what I use with my Control Shift C, Command Shift C, um, to copy. And um, it's gonna when you when you do that, the active photo. If you hit the sync dot 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 button, the uh, Lightroom's gonna pop up a dialog box and it's gonna say which of the adjustments do you want to copy to the selected photos. So you can pitch, pick which areas, which adjustment areas you want to copy from the active photo. Remember, that's the brightest, the one with the brightest border. It's going to copy those settings and you picked which ones. And then when you say go, it's going to paste the settings you selected to be synced to the selected photos. So won't do anything to the active photo, which I guess it wouldn't matter because those it's taking the settings from the active photo. And it's going to now paste the settings that you chose to be synced to the selected photos. All right, so you that that's great. And that's, a, that's a, not a bad way to go either, especially if you got a whole bunch of them selected, then Command-Shift-C to copy and Command-Shift-V to a whole bunch of them. This is kind of a, it's a pretty fast way to make that happen and still get to pick which of them you're going to do. But some people like it even better that you can make this all happen automatically so you don't have to click a button whenever you want to sync settings. So what you can do is there's a little toggle. It's inside the button, that that uh, sync dot 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 button. To just the very left of the label, there's this like, looks like a light switch kind of, it's a toggle. And if you click that, then the label of that button that used to say sync dot dot dot, now changes to auto sync. And that means that now that, that means auto sync is enabled. And what it's gonna do is from this point on, it won't sync any of the changes between the active photo and the selective photos um, when you click that, when you enable auto sync. But what it will do is you're telling Lightroom from this point on, now that I've enabled that toggle and the button reads auto sync, any adjustments you make to the active photo will automatically get synchronized to the other selected photos. And so, hence auto sync, that's what it's doing. To turn it off, you just hit the auto sync button itself, or you can hit the toggle either one. But as soon as you click that auto sync button, then it's turned off, and now Lightroom will no longer automatically sync any adjustments that you make in the active photo to the selected photos. All right, so now that you understand kind of how it's supposed to work, Let's kind of go back to the example that David provided in his question. After selecting a group of those barrel racing photos, he hits that toggle next to the sync button so that it reads auto sync. Then he goes on the active photo. He goes up into the tone panel of the develop module. And then in that panel, there's this auto button, which is kind of confusing in his description because we use auto in a couple of different places. But he's the auto sync is already enabled. He's now in the active photo in the develop module. He's in the tone panel, kind of on the upper right-hand side. There's a little button inside the tone panel that says auto. And when you click on that button, what, what happens is Lightroom analyzes the active photo and it's only the active photo. It analyzes the active photo and it's automatically going to adjust the sliders of that tone panel, which those sliders in there are exposure, contrast, highlights, whites, and blacks. So it's gonna automatically adjust those things to make the photo look its best according to the algorithm the engineers who built Lightroom 
created. Okay, so Lightroom's going to make this guess. It's going to try to auto fix the tone of the photo, the exposure of the photo. It's going to try to do that automatically. And it's going to analyze the active photo because he has auto sync enabled, which has nothing to do with auto tone panel, even though both have auto on them. But hopefully this is making sense because he did auto sync first. Lightroom's going to analyze the active photo. None of the others is not ever even going to look at the exposure of the other photos that are selected. It's only going to look at the active photo. And now it's going to change the sliders. And because the sliders got changed on the active photo, even though it was Lightroom itself that changed the sliders, but because the sliders got changed, Lightroom with AutoSync on is now going to paste the slider changes that were made in the tone panel to the other selected photos. It's just gonna replicate the settings. Whatever they ended up being, whatever Lightroom decided they were gonna be, it's replicating those settings into the other selected photos automatically. No buttons, no, no paste, no other things. It's just when he hit auto, because it changed the sliders, it's now gonna change that slider the same exact way in the other photos that are selected. All right, so that is how it is supposed to work. That's how AutoSync is supposed to work. Can it fail? Are there auto sync failures? So, I mean, I think I have seen the same thing, David, occasionally where as I try to do, I don't, I don't ever use auto sync. Actually, I'll get to that in a second, but I think I've seen that problems happen with sync failures in general, like stuff doesn't seem to actually sync to all the photos all of the time. And so I wanted to go do some fresh testing on this. Cause I was about to say, I'm, you know what? I'm with you, David. I see it sometimes where it just doesn't sync. And maybe it would in the in a deep editing session, and I'm going to keep a an eye out for it. But uh, I had to go do some testing on the very latest Lightroom. I hadn't noticed it recently, so I need to go do some testing of this. So I tested. I I I, I actually am going to run you through a few tests that I did. But I tested this on a small set of photos, and it worked beautifully. So here's the setup for the test. You, and you could do this yourself if you're not sure exactly how this auto sync works. This would be kind of a safe way to sort of test it out. Or you can just like in the next time you're doing a, an edit, you can try to go right at the beginning, right before you manual, you change any of the adjustments that you want to keep and make sure are around. You could play around with it before you do that and, and see how auto sync works. But here's what I did. I, uh, I created a brand new catalog because <laughs> I didn't want to mess up anything. And I imported five photos. Okay. And then I purposely went in those five photos and I just randomly changed the sliders in the tone panel. So none of the five were all the same. They, uh, they were just set to different things, randomly changed them through each photo. Then I selected the five photos and then I, my, I did, I shift or clicked on the first one, shift clicked it on the last one. And the first one now was the, um, active photo. It's the one that had the brightest border around it. All right. So then I enabled auto sync. I hit that little, uh, the little light switch button, the toggle next to the um, the sync dot 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 button and changed it so it says auto sync. And then I went up into the tone panel and did just like David did. I hit the auto tone button. All right. And boom, poof. All five photos automatically got good exposure settings. The active one got changed first, but it went so fast you really can't see the difference. And then Lightroom changed all of them, so they all looked, they all had exactly the same slider settings in that tone panel, and it was based off of what the auto settings were that Lightroom determined for that first one, the active photo. Now, remember, Lightroom only analyzed that active photo, so I just wanna make sure that's super clear. I've said it several times now. This is not telling Lightroom to go do auto tone on each of the photos. This is telling Lightroom with, when auto sync is on, Lightroom knows that any adjustments you make should be replicated across the photos. The actual setting itself, not a, an action button or something like that you're going to do in there like the auto tone does. It's not going to run auto tone on each one of the five photos. It's going to run auto tone on the active photo. And then because auto sync is on and, and the auto tone changed the sliders in the tone panel to something else, that means Lightroom is now going to replicate 
the exact settings for each of those sliders in the tone panel to the other five photos. All right, so hope that makes sense. Hopefully you all get that. That is, it's not the same thing as hitting tone, auto tone in each of the five photos because then Lightroom, if you did that, Lightroom's gonna consider each photo individually and it's gonna auto tone based on the, the what's in the photos. Now, if the photos all look very, very, very similar, they're gonna probably turn out to be pretty much exactly the same regardless. But if the photos are different and you try this, you could see different results. All right, so it worked great for me, five photos. Why didn't it seem to work for David? <laughs> By his description, it seems like he's using it correctly. He also didn't think um, that the, I, I didn't think the difficulty was limited to auto-sync, neither did he. He's seen problems using keyboard shortcuts, the Control-Shift-C, Command-Shift-C, and the Control-Shift-V, Command-Shift-V. The adjustments just didn't seem, they don't seem to consistently pace to all of the photos he's got selected. And the only way he said he found to do this is he had to do with the reset button, which remember we said reset just sets it back to like no changes in Lightroom, whatever came out of camera in your raw or JPEG file. It's just, it's reset back to that. And um, so he, he, the way he's made it work is to do that on all the photos and then do the auto sync and, and it seems to work or, or con, uh, the keyboard shortcuts to do the sync. So let me offer a couple of things that might explain David's experience. And I think I've seen this too, though my testing didn't really prove it out. The first thing that may be causing him challenges is auto-sync is really slow. <laughs> it's very, very slow as a function of Lightroom. Now on five photos, it's not a big deal. That's, that works pretty darn fast. Um, he mentioned that Lightroom showed a progress panel in the upper left-hand corner, which always happens whenever Lightroom's running like background processes and it needs to do some things. It puts us, if it's going to take more than a second or two, it puts a little progress bar in the upper left-hand corner. And so when he hit auto sync, he saw that little progress bar and he waited for that to finish. And that's when he's like, wait, these should all be synced and they don't seem to be, I don't, I don't understand. I am not a huge fan of AutoSync because of how slow it is, especially when I'm manually changing individual sliders. Like I, we want that to be as fast as we possibly can get it, right? That I talked about how to speed that up in many a Photo Taco episodes. We all want those sliders to be very responsive, and as you move them, the this what you see in the main view of the develop module it's updating in real time. It's smooth. It's following your slider changes exactly. And you can see how it's changing as you go. Well, if you have auto sync on and it's going across hundreds of photos, that is going to slow down like crazy because you're asking Lightroom every time you make a, even the tiniest adjustment of one of those sliders to replicate that new setting wherever you stopped making the adjustment, replicate that setting exactly like it is in the active photo to all the rest of the selected photos. And you can imagine that takes some time. The more you have selected, the slower that's going to be. And those sliders are going to become less responsive. So I just don't like it because of that. It makes things less responsive. It's it's going to be unbearably slow. Like, okay, slider changes are slow, but it's going to be unbearably slow if you use this with cropping or other local adjustments. So local adjustments are things like radial filters or gradient filters or uh, any kind of adjustment brush use. Those are all local adjustments. And wow, if you want to see Lightroom crawl, <laughs> this is what you do. You turn on auto sync with hundreds of photos and you go try to use an adjustment brush. Yikes, that is, it's really a recipe for disaster. So, you know, I just, I don't like it to be on myself for performance reasons, but the, a bigger reason not to do it to me is it's, it's really dangerous. Like you can impact photos without remembering it's on, you know, it's hard to remember that I only have one photo selected. And I'm going to make changes. And then if I have a group of photos selected, they're all getting the changes. It's just, it's a mindset. Maybe if, if that's fine for you, then, then great, go use it. But I personally just, it's too slow and I'm worried I'm going to just mess up the adjustments that I've made on photos. I might get something where I have the adjustments where I want them. And then because auto sync is on somehow it ends up getting synced. And, and I just, I like being in control. We've, we've established this already. I like having all of the control. All right. So so we've got the auto sync it's, it's worked acceptably well with a small number of photos in my test, like the five that I did in my test, they worked great. And something like the auto tone adjustment that David wanted to sync across the photos. It's, it's a fairly good use case actually for that. Um, especially because you kind of want, 
the exposure, if you're going to make an adjustment on one of the photos, they're all very much the same. They all need the same adjustment. That's like the ideal scenario. You're only going to change a few sliders. You can hit the button. You can wait for a second to let it sync across. It's a good use case. It's a very good use case for this feature. Um, I'd suggest there's a couple of other ways to do this. Like if you, if that's the objective, you want to change the exposure. Um, one way is to do it on import. You can have Autotone be run on all the photos on import. And the big difference there is it's going to run it uniquely for every single photo as it gets imported. So if you apply it at import, the Autotone, that would be a better way to do Autotone across all of the photos at once rather than doing it this way because you're relying on the Autotone results from one photo looking good across every photo that you've got. And it may not. You may have some challenges with that. But still, it's, it's a valid use case. The AutoSync should work. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying there might be a better way to do that. The other good way would be in the library module. You can do some toning changes there. And it does, it it's a better way to do it. Plus, it's a relative toning change in, in the library module. So in the develop module, when you copy and paste settings, they're not relative changes. And we're going to talk about this in the white balance sec in, in just a second here. But uh, library module, if you do tone changes there, it's going to, to like keep any changes that you may have made already to individual photos or small sets of photos within the, that shoot. And um, then if you select them all and you do a, a tone or a, an adjustment of the exposure, it's going to be relative and it's going to change it. So that, that would be a better way to do it too than the way that we're talking about. Still, it should work. <laughs> and it's a very reasonable kind of use case. Um, all right, so I, I decided I, well, I got to test this on more photos. We got we to gotta go bigger. So I, again, created a new catalog. I don't want to change any adjustments on photos I was happy with. And this time I imported 523 photos from a high school basketball shoot. All of the photos from the shoot are underexposed. I did that on purpose, but this episode is not to explain why I did that on purpose. So, but this made for a perfect test because I have 523 photos. They're underexposed. I need to make an exposure adjustment to all of the photos. And now we can make sure we use this method. Now I would have done auto tone on import with this myself because I, I think that does a better job, but we, I had to test this out. This was to test auto sync. So brought the photos in and I enabled auto sync. Then I hit the auto button in the tone panel of the develop module and synced them and it went really fast. <laughs> it did it pretty well. And Lightroom only took a second to, to sync all of them. It was fast enough. I don't even remember seeing the progress panel in the upper left. And um, as I went to check the photos, every time I moved the film strip, it did take Lightroom a couple of seconds to update the thumbnails. They didn't all, the thumbnails weren't all updated, but the settings were. And if, if I moved the film strip to a place where it was building those thumbnails, if I clicked on one before the thumbnail got built, it would like prioritize the building of that thumbnail to the photo I was on. And I could validate that the settings were there. So even though the thumbnail may not have updated all the way, the actual settings in the tone panel, the exposure settings in particular, those were replicated successfully across all the photos. So 523 photos that worked. It does take a second and, but, but it did work across 523 photos. So that didn't seem to be what caused a problem here. And then I remembered I'm using the embedded preview workflow. And if you don't know what that is, you really need to check out the photo taco episode on that topic because it really makes a huge difference in the performance of Lightroom. If you're having struggles with Lightroom being slow, if you go learn the embedded preview workflow, it can soup, it can help you immensely. It'll, it will change how you do it. And you can find that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, along with a bunch of other topics that are very similar to this one. Some other suggested podcast episodes you should check out. I'll put all those in the show notes. Or if you really can't, if you don't want to have to wait for that, or you can't remember to do it, you, you got to remember that phototacopodcast.com is always there. You, the, the show notes are, are pretty extensive that I create for the shows, um, especially over the last couple of years. And you can search them at phototacopodcast.com. So you can go there and you can go click on search and then you can do, uh, you can just search for embedded preview and that episode will come right up. So I uh, just want to make sure you're, uh, to mention that as a resource. All right. Anyway, 
that workflow, the embedded preview workflow, that means I don't have Lightroom build one-to-one previews on import. It takes forever for that to happen. And I want to get editing. I want to get to culling my photos. So I purposely choose not to build one-to-one previews. I, I build embedded and sidecard previews. And that makes it so you can import photos really, really fast. And that's the process because that's my default workflow. I didn't even really think about it. That's how I imported these 523 photos. And it went really fast. And I thought, well, maybe that's the issue. Maybe if you did wait for Lightroom to build the one-to-one previews, maybe that either causes a bug and a problem with AutoSync or it becomes like really a lot slower and you might be checking a photo got synced before Lightroom got to syncing the photo, if that makes sense. You kind of get in front of it doing the background process to go and sync all of those photos. So that means I need to do another test, right? So I did. I went and ran the test. I removed all the photos from that brand new catalog I created and I re-imported them, this time building the one-to-one previews. And I waited for that horribly slow process to build those previews to finish. And then I used AutoSync to get a good exposure for the 523 photos again. So again, I just copied or I selected all of them. I enabled AutoSync and then I hit the AutoTone so that it would it would replicate the changes that got made from AutoTone from the active photo to all of the selected photos. And it worked exactly the same. <laughs> now this time it did take a second, a little bit more. I actually saw the progress bar. I know for sure I saw it there. Saw the progress bar for it to do it. But... The, as I, it's kind of exactly the same thing. I, I would move around in the film strip of the develop module to take a look at the photos. It would take it a second to update the thumbnails, but the settings synced to every single photo. All 523 got synced to exactly the same exposure settings in that tone panel. All right. What if the problem then is when you have thousands and thousands of photos in your catalog? This was a brand new catalog. The only photos I had imported were these 523. So it's a lot of photos, but what if it's a problem that gets introduced when you have thousands and thousands of photos in there? So it means another test, right? And of course I ran that test. I made a copy of the main catalog and my main catalog at this point has 93,144 photos in it. I'm almost 200,000. I'm going to get there before the end of the year. And uh, so I made a copy of it because I don't want to mess up stuff that's in my, my, my real catalog. So I made a copy, just went into Windows Explorer, made a copy. And then I opened up that copy of the catalog and I reran the same auto-sync test for changing the exposure slider or the, the tone panel in there. I just selected all 523 photos in the same spot and I did the sync. And again, it did. It seemed to maybe even be just a tiny bit slower, but not dramatically. It wasn't very different from the 523 I did on the fresh brand new catalog versus the 523 I did on my really old very large catalog. It was very, very similar. I did see the progress bar as it was syncing, but same experience. I could go in the develop module, film strip view. I could move the film strip to other photos and it took a second for Lightroom to update the thumbnails, but it synced successfully across all the photos. All right. So I couldn't make auto sync fail. However, I have a couple of other things, David, that you should consider or try. The next thing that could be part of the scenario would be white balance. There is a particular thing related to white balance that is a challenge and maybe may cause you to think that settings didn't get synced or at least not fully synced when you're copying from a, an active photo to um, to the selected photos. So what w- this this goes back to what I was talking about earlier with relative adjustments. Active sync does not do any paste of relative adjustments. It is going to replicate the slider setting exactly how you have it from the one, the active photo to the selected photo. So if you set the exposure slider, for example, to plus one, no matter what the slider may have been in any of the other selected photos, no matter what they were at, they're going to be set to plus one. They're not, it it does not do anything like if you had changed the exposure to, let's say, plus 0.5, and then you replicate or you sync the settings that it goes to plus 
1.5 because there was already 0.5 on the selected photo. It's not. It's going to wipe out that 0.5 setting and it's going to replace it with the one, the plus one setting. So um, it's it, and that's important to understand in the context of white balance because white balance has a very specific thing where you can set it to as shot. All right. So and if you if you had selected photos in the active photo, if you changed it while auto sync is on to as shot, it's going to change to as shot in all the photos. That's exactly the setting you set. And it's going to replicate that setting in all of them. But as shot is a relative setting. And so whatever the camera white balance settings were in out of camera, as you took the photo, whatever the white balance settings were, that's what's going to be there now in Lightroom. And so um, you may see differences across it, even though you synced the white balance setting, what you synced was you wanted Lightroom to say for every one of those photos, you want it set to as shot and it's going to be whatever the photo out of camera had um, as the white balance. That make, hopefully that makes sense. So there, there is kind of a caveat here of that specific setting and that can make it seem like stuff didn't sync well when it did. It's just what you synced didn't end up with the results to make sure that doesn't happen. By the way, you just change on the active photo instead of choosing as shot, choose custom, anything in custom or anything else besides as shot, but custom, if you choose custom, it's going to now sync the exact settings that you set in the white balance panel, the numbers that you put in there, it's going to sync that across the photos and they, the white balance will look very consistent as long as the colors and the light settings were the same, but it's going to be it's going to be a consistent application of those settings. All right, so it could be maybe that's the problem. It could be it was too slow, and what you were checking photos and to see that they were updated before Lightroom actually got to the point of updating them. That's the first possibility. It could be this white balance thing. The last option, the last thing, is kind of the last straw on anything in Lightroom. The last explanation or the last thing to try. It may be that Lightroom just got into a bad state and this seems to happen way more than it should. And it's a it's a problem that I know drives the Adobe engineers just crazy uh, because they, if they could fix it, they would. It would help customers to not have challenges in Lightroom. But what it just seems to be that either after multiple upgrades of Lightroom or lots of configuration changes in Lightroom, lots of updating your preferences, whatever, something happens where Lightroom gets into this bad place and stuff just isn't seem to be working right. It's just things that used to be fine aren't now. It makes it really hard to tell if it's a bug in Lightroom that's causing the problem or if it's because uh, of this problem that we're talking about where it gets in this bad state. But one of the very first things an Adobe engineer or a, a moderator in the support forums is going to have you try is something called a preferences reset. And it's a, it's a very, it's, it's a way to kind of baseline things and make sure that Lightroom is in the most pristine condition it can be. It's a, a, a mode, a thing they discovered a while back because of this weird thing that seems to happen occasionally to some people as they're using Lightroom where it gets into this bad state. If they reset their preferences, then stuff seems to get fixed. <laughs> things things seem to go back to normal. Things seem to work again. And so it, it's a it's a step that most of the Adobe engineers or the the support people will go through with you is they'll they'll have you reset your preferences like right off the bat, I'm going to say, well, okay, let's reset preferences first and then let's see if we can replicate the issue. And so it might be something you want to try, David. If, if auto sync just seems to not be quite getting it done and not working right, this is something you could try to see if it makes it work again. So what you do it, to do this is you close down Lightroom, make sure it's not running. So on Mac, you actually make sure you quit the app and, uh, and wait till it's, it's, it's not running at all. And then on Windows, you do Alt-Shift. You hold down Alt-Shift. And on Mac, it's Option-Shift. And then you, you open Lightroom. And what Lightroom's going to do is it's going to bring up a dialog box first. And it's going to say, ask you if you want to start normally. There's a start normally button or reset preferences. And if you just click that reset preferences, it's going to wipe out the preferences. And it's going to give this, it's going to reset it to this kind of clean state. 
and then it's going to open up Lightroom and you'll get to your catalog. And the only thing you lose by doing that, you won't lose presets. You won't lose any of your photos. You won't, everything should still be there for the most part. What you lose is any changes you have made in the preferences dialog box. They'll be back to the default settings. And some of those settings, you're probably going to want to change the defaults. I, I, I have recommendations. In fact, I've, I've got a podcast that's going to be coming soon on what the preferences are for the dialog box there that, that I think you should be setting it to. And uh, so, so you're going to lose those, which means before you do this, you may want to go note down what's in your preferences panel, uh, preferences settings so that you can get those back when, after you do this, you'll also lose some of your view options. So if you've changed how some of the views look like uh, what metadata is shown in the develop module as you're going through, um, you're, you're going to have to do that again. If you've got um, FTP settings, uh, some plugin settings, if if the developers are doing the plugin settings incorrectly, they may have stored it in the preferences place. And uh, so you may lose some stuff on plugin settings. Anyway, not really a huge deal for the most part. People are doing this constantly in the forums. Like I said, they start here. They're like, hey, let's baseline it. Let's get to a clean state. Let's do preferences reset just as we're going in to troubleshoot this problem. And so uh, people do it all the time. And it's a very good troubleshooting step. And David, if if you're having such big problems with synchronizing, because I think you're using it correctly and your expectations are right, and if it's not working, Try this. Try that preferences reset and see if that'll fix it for you. All right. That's all we have time in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you can find everything Photo Taco related at the new home of the podcast over at phototacopodcast.com. Searchable show notes are there. A link to Photo Taco listeners Facebook group. And there's some other goodies. I'm very soon as I'm releasing this episode. I almost have my buyer's guide for Mac finished. So you'll want to go check that out. It's only going to be available through the website. I'm not doing a photo taco episode on it. I've spent uh, probably about 80 hours of research now looking through the different options and coming up with my best recommendations on uh, photographers buying a brand new mid 2018 MacBook Pro. So you can look for that article. It's only going to be at phototacopodcast.com. Uh, you can drop me an email, phototacopodcast at gmail.com. You can catch me on Twitter at phototacopodcast. And uh, let's see. Oh, Instagram. Sorry. Instagram is at phototacopodcast. And Twitter is just at phototaco. And then uh, I'd love to have any kind of suggestions for the show. If you've got questions or something you think you'd love to have me go through, like I just did with David's question, I'd love to have you let me know through any of those channels. You can through uh, Gmail, phototacopodcast at gmail.com, phototacopodcast on Twitter, or phototaco on Instagram. Contact me with any of those three ways. I check all those things all the time. And I'd love to be able to do an episode on your question. Phototaco was part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. And you can find everything about the network over at masterphotographypodcast.com. Together, we want to help you master your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!